Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. And greetings to you, podcast listeners. Thank you for listening to the audio version of this week's Whitfield Report. This week's episode is going to be a somber one. This is the show I've been talking about for the past uh, couple days on the the bonus podcast. Uh, This week's episode, my friend Dan Sandini joins me to pay tribute to uh, our mutual colleague and dear friend Leo Stratton, who uh, passed away last week. Leo was a good friend of the show he appeared on my old podcast the Whitfield Analysis a total of six times uh, he never made an appearance on this one unfortunately but I was very uh, fortunate to know him for a good six years met him via Facebook around the same time I made contact with uh, Dan Um, and he was just terrific, awesome citizen, journalist, and an even better friend. This is an episode dedicated to him, and, uh, there, there's a link included in the description, uh, for a memorial fund set up, uh, for him, and I would really appreciate if you, uh, could donate any anything that you might have uh, to that fund that would really be appreciated it would, would really help out his family and uh, close friends with fun- funeral costs and whatnot um, as always we have the show notes uh, link if you want to support this podcast that would also be appreciated but this week I really want to uh, ask that you support Leo and his family. 
Uh, Leo, rest in peace, my friend. You're missed. And uh, I think Dan and I did a pretty good uh, tribute show for you, buddy. We miss you. And uh, we'll see you in heaven one of these days. All right, folks. uh, Here's the show. Dan, Zandini, and I paying tribute to uh, our friend Leo Stratton. So without further ado, let's start the show. All right, good evening, folks, and welcome to the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live from NGC Studios here in South Florida. Um, Tonight's show is... uh, well, it was a bit unexpected uh, when I first heard about this. Last week after my show, I found out that um, Leo Stratton, who is a who was a friend of mine and a friend of this show, uh, passed away last Wednesday uh, in what appears to be an accident, and um, it was quite a shock. Leo was on the show six times uh, over the years, and he was a dear friend of mine, and his uh, friend and our mutual uh, acquaintance, well, our mutual friend, Dan Sandini, who is also a mentor of mine and has been on this show multiple times as well, he joins me uh, now to uh, discuss what um, happened what possibly happened to Leo, and also, uh, we just wanted to pay tribute to him as well. So, uh, Dan, let me pull you up on, uh, screen here, and, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sam. Thanks for having me on. So, Dan, uh, without getting too, uh, you know, grisly, first of all, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show, especially, uh, you know, during this difficult time. Um, first off, I guess I would just like to ask you, how did you, uh, first meet Leo and, uh, get to know him over the, over the years? I've never, I've never asked you that in all the time I've known you. Uh, that's an interesting question because it was, um, citizen journalism that brought us together. So for your listeners who may not be aware of what my background is, is, um, I currently live in St. Petersburg, Florida, but I spent a decade in Portland, Oregon which is ground zero for Commie Central for most of the United States. There's a couple of places, I guess, that are a little bit more commie than that, right? There would be Berkeley and San Francisco. But in the, I'm trying to think of other places. That's, that's pretty much the Austin, Texas, that comes to mind, and Greenwich Village, New York. But in any case, I, I wonder a little bit, but I, I've been a citizen journalist down there, recorded Occupy, uh, started a YouTube channel back when YouTubing was not like a huge thing and um, covered the Occupy movement. Following the Occupy movement, about five years ago, I started doing a class. So I started making a presentation because I knew that I couldn't do it forever. I knew that I couldn't go down and face these guys, put the camera in their face, ask them hard questions, and show them in their realistic light, what I believe is in their realistic light, which is in their worst light. And be attacked by them. So I started giving this class, and lo and behold, someone 
out of all the people I was trying to remember, Sam, that have ever come to my class, it, the only person that I can ever remember that has diligently picked up a camera and kept filming. I've had people, definitely a lot of people who help out on events. Cheryl, and it just tons of people that have showed up and, uh, you know, and they have gone to events with me. But the only person to ever soup to nuts, um, ever pick up a video camera and start their own YouTube channel was Leo Stratton. So, and at that event, it was at Round Table Pizza in Portland at a, an AFP, Americans for Progress, and uh, Roxanne Ross, who was the head of that organization in Portland, had asked me to come and speak. I went, I gave a, you know, one hour presentation, you know, Videographer 101, and I had some Breitbart slides in there, so with some Breitbart quotes to talk about Andrew Breitbart. And Leo was there at that event. And I can tell you, Leo was a guy who was a man on a mission in need of a weapon. That's what I was He didn't know yeah. what he wanted. But when he, when he saw the video camera and the, you know, the connection, the light came on, okay, about this is how he could damage people, he got the bug. And, you know, I could tell you more about that event. But it, after that event, Sam, it wouldn't leave me alone. He's <laughs> a pest. <laughs> he kept asking me, and, and so, so finally I bought him a camera. I bought him his first camera, um, sent it to the house. That got His car got broken into. He left it on the seat. That got broken into in his truck at the gym. Someone stole his camera, and uh, American Express has this. So I don't, I'm, you don't have paid advertising on the show, but they have this great program where if you uh, keep your receipts for electronic items, uh, that was covered. So I bought him a new one off of Amazon, again, and have it sent to the house. And after that, you know, Leo just, he took off. And he, you know, for for the viewers that aren't aware, he, you know, he, he blew away. Um, and myself and Laughing and Liberals are the two big Portland videographers. And I think Leo's an order of magnitude of, uh, ahead of us in views and subscribers. Both subscribers, like, out of control. I mean, it, 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 the channel is just like, I have to, I have to get in with his wife, Shelly. You know, I really feel bad. Uh, they were... They're just such an awesome couple, and I'm very good friends with Shelly Stratton as well. And, um, you know, uh, somebody's going to get control of this channel at some point, I would imagine. I don't know what happens to that, but it's a very valuable piece of real estate, internet real estate. Well, yeah, I was actually, I was actually going to say, while we were off air, we, we didn't have time, but I was going to say someone does need to uh, take control of his YouTube channel, which was, which was amazing. And, uh, you know, from personal experience just just for the viewers who don't know i've kind of uh i recapped this in the last interview that you and i both did but uh i first met dan because uh of a mutual acquaintance of ours tammy jackson who i met through the hugh hewitt radio show when i was uh part of hugh's uh premium podcast subscriber base whatever you want to call it and uh, I was a senior in high school at the time, and Occupy Unmasked, which you're in, had just come out. And so we got connected, and, uh, you know, the rest is history, as they say. And Leo, at the time, I, met you, I, think, I think you had just met Leo, and he kind of came along with you, and he was on the show uh, six times, and then I think he called in... Uh, you know, 
a couple more times just as a caller back when I was able to take calls on this uh, show. So, you know, he was not only instrumental in videography, but I kept I kept trying to convince me that he should do a podcast as well because he was a really good podcast guest. And, uh, you know, I think... I think I, I talked to him about, about a month ago before he died, and he was thinking about doing that, but unfortunately, you know, that won't happen now. So, uh, but he was he was huge. Um, you know, he, he grew pretty quickly in terms of growth, and he got featured on both, I believe, Fox and Infowars, along with a couple other outlets, too. Um and it was just, he was always great about providing videos for my show, too. Anytime there was a viral video that he thought would be worth, uh, you know, exploring, he would send the link to me, and then he would come on to talk about that event. So, um... Well, you know, that's the, that's the thing. Leo is a great videographer, and he provides content, you know. As videographers, that's really a, a key relationship, I think, in terms of influencing things politically is... Videographers provide content, free content that's out there. In many cases, like the case of Leo, it's better coverage than the stringers or the professionals for the local television stations get. Right. They're on the spot, right? And so that makes the connection of folks like you that reach a lot of people on your podcast. So it's a sort of symbiotic relationship between podcasting and, uh, and, uh, and videoing, I guess, videographers and videoing events, citizen journalism, and they're all, I guess, under the umbrella of citizen journalism. But, um, yeah, so it's sort of like this this microcosm of real media, which is actually fake media, right? <laughs> sure. Think about it, right? Sure. Sure. Although you know, I I kind of qualify myself a, a citizen journalist slash uh, quasi entertainer because I also you know do do a lot of entertainment stuff too and, and whatnot but yeah you're, you're right it's that's the other that's the other thing, thing is it's it's uh funny how you know i'm doing this with just you know a, a mac uh computer and a microphone that caught that you know cost two hundred dollars off amazon and you know i don't have any special rig or anything and yet you know what you and i are doing just as independent citizen journalists is getting more impressions than you know see CNN, who has the million dollar, you know, the multi-million dollar studios and the setups and they can't, you know, they're the, they're the pinnacle of fake news and everyone hates them just because of how, how dishonest they, they are. They have sponsors. They have sponsors. We don't, you know, maybe you have some of the in-between, I don't know, but it's probably not much. And that it's, you know, it's the same with me. I don't have any, it, that's really the way you can do damage to the left is if you don't, if you're not beholden to anyone. Because typically, like with Fox News, take Fox News, Fox News, for example, you know, they, they, uh, they have bent lately to the left. There's no question in watching it that, you know, they've bent to the left and it's because of, you know, um, you know, who owns them and who their sponsors are. I, can, I guarantee you that, uh, it's all about, um, it's all about, you know, who's tuning in and, and, and whose products are represented and what the impression they want of those products to be. But, yeah, I think also in regards to Fox, you know, this is going to be considered a controversial statement, so I'm sure I'll get oh my clipped. But, you know, I think, um, you know, Fox really started going downhill around the time Roger Ailes died, and then, uh, 
you know, Megyn Kelly came out with, well, he sexually uh, assaulted me, and then so did Kimberly Guilfoyle and all of these, you know, Fox News anchor babes, as Rush uh, liked to, ca to call them, or likes to call them. And, you know, ever, ever since kind of this whole Me Too thing has erupted, they've kind of slanted more moderate left. I mean, they still have Hannity and, uh, you know, a few good conservatives on there, thank God. But, yeah, it is starting to move more moderate, so. Yeah, I think Megyn Kelly was Me Too before Me Too, you know? I mean, I don't think they were using that yet. And then, I think it took a few people from the left to come forward for that to actually kind of catch on. Um, but, yeah, Megyn Kelly, and that, you're right, that was the beginning of the downside for, uh, for Fox News. And, well, thank God they're still in business because it's really the only alternative I'll say, I'll say it's out there in terms of mainstream media, cable news networks for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I, th I, I think uh, CRTV or whatever that network Crowder is on right now. I mean, they're trying to take off and they're doing they're doing pretty well. But the problem is that's a subscription you know based thing that you have to sign up for, and a lot of people, uh, you know, I mean, I'm signed up, but I, as I've said on air before, and I'm hoping Crowder or someone sees this, your app is terrible, you need to fix the, you need to fix the bugs, otherwise I'm, I'm canceling after, uh, you know. The, oh yeah, you mentioned that, the last time I was on the show, so it hasn't sure. improved. No, I mean, they're supposed to do a revamp of some sort, their, their content is good, but hey, it's a, it's a little overpriced for what it is, it's $69 even if you're a student, and then 99 if you're not, so I mean, you know, but, um, you know, kind of bring it full circle back to Leo. I mean, that's honestly the, the great thing about, you know, what he did, putting out free um, content and what whatnot, you know? And the other thing I, yep. the other thing I've, I loved about Leo too was uh, he was what Andrew Breitbart described as a happy warrior, you know, nothing, nothing really phased him. He, you know, he would always joke about, you know, a lot of the, all of the material in his videos too, you know, when, when it was appropriate, like, you know, Antifa, he would just make fun of them and whatnot, at least when, when he was on this show and, you know, we had a good time. Yeah, something else, so they say he was well respected by uh, a lot of people and I agree with exactly what you said that, uh, you know, he, he would epitomize what Andrew Breitbart would say as a citizen journalist, just somebody who picks up their phone or picks up the camera or whatever and just points at it, just pointed at anybody from the left. I guarantee you, for your listeners who are new to this, and they, you know, you and I are old hat now. I mean, I've been doing this for, and I've stopped doing it, okay? If you look at my channel, which, by the way, is daylightdisinfectant.com, and you can see me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash daylightdisinfectant. If you look at my videos, uh, you know, we just started, I mean, now there's new people coming in, okay, to this whole thing, and, and you know, Andrew Breitbart just said, you know, pick up your camera and point it at anybody from the left. I'm not quoting it exactly, but no, you're no. going to get something. <laughs> I guarantee you, it's going to be something that you're going to get. Any video will get hundreds of views. And then if you just hang around long enough, <laughs> you're going to say something that's just so whack job because these people truly are. I mean, it's like Michael Savage says, you know, it's a mental illness. They're eventually going to say something completely crazy that doesn't make any sense. And, you know, you, and sky's the limit in terms of what you can do for, you know, views and subscribers. And I think it's important that this stuff, and a lot of stuff is just dangerous. And it's just, it's just crazy, whack job stuff that, that, um, is, you know, like, 
but like socialism taking over right now inside of um, inside of the Democrat Party. You know, what I mean, you get people spouting off about socialism, but don't know the first thing about the war between Israel and Palestine. Right. You know, uh, and you know, it's, it, any in any case, it's, it's um, you're going to get you're going to get something. And Leo was great about it, going to these events. Tireless, Sam. I would I would give him that adjective. Oh. Leo was tireless. Oh, oh yeah. When when he when he when he wasn't when he wasn't working his you know day job, he was doing citizen journalism. And even and even when he was on uh, you know the, the road as a as a trucker, you know, like I said, he would he would call it he would call into the show on when I used to have my show on Sundays. He would, and I had a call in line. He would he would call in just to you know. Sometimes I wasn't even talking political stuff. Sometimes we would just BS about movies for like. 15 minutes or something like that. I mean, he was just great about all-around topics, too. Um, he's also really big. You probably weren't even aware of it, Sam, but he's really big inside of the uh, Republican Party, and he's he was really big inside the Republican Party in a place where it's very difficult to be a Republican, probably the yeah. most difficult place it is to Multnomah County, Oregon. You know, I mean, there aren't many Republicans down there, but Leo always went to the events. He's always gone to their table and done time at their tables, uh, you know, just just a, a, all, all of these um, gun rally events that we had down in the Capitol at Salem covered every one of them, put their speeches up, and some of these things don't get any view. There's, there's no thanks for it at all. Right. It's very important to document this stuff, you know, for posterity and, and to, to have on the record, you know, what how various politicians, you know, respond, you know, ha- what their views actually were in their own words. Is recorded on his YouTube channel. Well, you know, hopefully they don't take the channel down. I really don't know what they do, which is, I'll have to Google that afterwards to find out what they do, but I don't want to lose those videos. It might be worthwhile for me to steal his top 10 videos just to have them, just in yeah, case that channel is yeah, dark. That, that's, that's what I, that, I've actually done that with a couple of yours and, uh, you know, a couple of Laura Lindbergh's here. Yeah, I mean, you you have you have no, this to. is a backup in case something happens to us. You know. Well, I, mean, I I well I I even back up my own videos all the time just because um, you know if I haven't had this happen on on this channel yet, but you know if you get copyright struck or get your you know channel shut down, then you know if you don't have a backup, then you're pretty much kind of hosed. Um, always always have a backup for your new listeners that are out there. Uh, you know I bet. I have met, shaken hands with, and talked to the chairman and CEO of Twitter. What's his name? Jack. Um, Jack. I have met him and talked to him. And as embarrassing as that conversation was, I did I did not get it, and I did not have a backup. I failed <laughs> in my own attempt. At it. I didn't have a backup running, but I knew what I had running was was good and solid. But some reason it didn't work so you know you always if it's anything that's any good you know nine times out of ten you you know your primary is going to fail so you know yeah. lesson number two after you turn on your camera right second thing is always have a backup it's a, it's a great lesson now yeah so i i have oh some someone in, someone in the chat also uh mentioned laura loomer as a citizen journalist and, and i i believe you actually knew Laura, or somewhat. I don't know Laura. Yes, I know her very well. I know her very well. She's a very good person, 
And I don't always agree with their tactics, but some of them are just, you know, Laura is somebody who is not afraid as well. She's like Leo in that way, actually. She has, either she's, I think, so, you know, courage is, courage is not that you're not afraid. Right. The difference between being courage and being a coward is both cowards and, and people who have courage, heroes, are both afraid. It's what you do. It's your actions after that. And both Laura and um, Leo, I think, are, are both very courageous people. Take Laura, for example. You think of the risk of this personal, you know, this you know, personal risk to yourself in terms of, like, dress, dressing in, uh, you know, full uh, Islamic woman's gear, or whatever you call it, your, uh, hit, it's not a hit jab, it's a, uh, I can't remember. Yeah. The, the entire, the entire penguin outfit, there I'll say it, and, and showing up at, and showing up, you know, and seeing your, your, uh, Huma Abdeen, you know, I mean, and getting her ballot, not taking it, but getting it in your hands. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're, that's a risky proposition for walking into a voting place like that. You know, I mean, you're going to draw a lot of attention and, you know, just some cop that just doesn't think something's right. You're not breaking any laws, but, you know, and pulls you aside and, you know, and then the left catches you or they throw a punch at you. And she's been attacked. She's been attacked multiple times. You know, Leo's been attacked, too, and that's probably something we want to talk about. But some of the risks that are involved that Leo faced in terms of being a citizen journalist. But, yeah, they're they're both great people. Both uh, That's going to be another adjective that I would use with Leo. Definitely with Laura, too. Laura, uh, you know, she's got, Laura's got a set of, she wouldn't mind me saying it, and we can say it because we're on the internet. She's got a set of balls, and she's not, she's not, she's not a guy. Right. So, there you go. She's also also pretty good good looking, too. So, you know, at at least, at least in my my opinion. So, uh, they're looking at Leo, that's that's the, for sure. Rest in peace, the, Leo. Sorry, I should be bad about you. They're, you laugh they're not. They're not. They're not looking at me either. Don't. Don't worry. Tommy. Tommy Laren. Tommy Laren gets way more more views. Well, actually, you know, and that that that's the other thing though is you know Laura. Uh, you know, although she's also good looking, she's also very. Uh, you know, she's still a citizen journalist and she still knows her her stuff. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these. Fox News, you know, type anchor babes, you know, they're, they're good at, uh, looking good and they're good at, um, you know, presenting the, uh, talking points of the conservative movement, but like Tommy Lahren went on, uh, Comedy Central, uh, on The Daily Show, which, you know, is, is literally a comedy show, and she got skewered by, uh, Trevor Noah. Uh, you know, and kind of stumbled around, whereas, you know, like, someone like, you know, Laura still, you know, is pretty integral and knows her stuff, so. Yes, she knows all these people as well, too. She's a good person for knowing the left and who's involved and, you know, what their roles are. And, you know, it's a very complicated beast, like Breitbart was, you know, obviously a master, understood that entire org chart, the org chart for the left, you know. Laura right. knows the org chart for the left and who all these people are. Now, I don't know them from... If you point no. me at a target and tell me who that target is, I'm fine. <laughs> but, but, and a lot of people I know, like Michael Moore, okay, I know. But honestly, I'm sort of like a... I'm, I'm sort of like a, a weapon that needs to be directed in some ways because, like, the um, Michael Moore thing, I, I, that wasn't even on my radar. Laughing at liberals couldn't go. Say, hey, did you know Michael Moore's in town? I don't know. It's the Davey Orson's documentary. Yeah, it took a long time ago. 
Yeah, you know, you should get down there. Uh, all right, I'll get down there. And it's one of the biggest people should check that out. Check out my check out my Michael Moore video on uh, DaylightDisinfected.com. Just Google, just put right. a search box or you know, Daylight Disinfected and, uh, and Michael Moore because it's a huge video and it, people still comment on it. You know, you get these alerts from Google. Your videos live on long after you decide you're not going to pick up the camera anymore because people, you know, still comment on the video. Well, I I also send uh, I also send people that to that video a lot because uh, I I I am very fond of uh, making fun of Jabba the Hutt as I like to call <laughs> to call him. So. And let me just tell that to your viewers. So your viewers, most of them will never meet Michael Moore. I've been as close to Michael Moore as I am to you right now, Michael. And he is the biggest, I can honestly say, he's close to Benjamin Carenza, who's another person we can talk about, but the biggest person I have ever met in person is Michael Moore. That guy had to weigh 400 pounds when I saw him. And and the, the woman in the video, listen to the video, the woman is shouting out, make way for him up these stairs off the microphone as I'm chasing him down with the camera. You know, just say, make way for him, you have to. It's like a parting of the seas for this huge behemoth of a man, you know. And I'll hold it against him. He's like, you know, that's the way you want to spend your life is, you know, eating a little extra. That's, you know, that's your, that's your business, okay? That's, that's, your, that's your business. But what I will criticize Michael Moore for, and which shows up best in that video, and why the reason why you want to watch it, even though it's entertaining to see that fat <laughs> any case. But uh, he's a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. And it, that was, Breitbart was very good at pointing out the hypocrisy of the, of the left. You know, and, and that's, you know, there's no better target than Michael Moore. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the guy, the guy, I got to hand it to him. The guy is still making movies and, uh, you know, uh, you know, that no one sees. I don't know how he's still getting funny, funding because no one ever sees his movies, but hey, he's, he's making them. So... I mean, he was, he's coming out with or came out with an anti-Trump doc. Did that come out yet? I don't know. I, I heard he was. He, did, he had or he was. I don't know. I'll look it up afterwards. But. Yeah. Let's... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't want to, you know, have my computer crash while we're on air by looking at Michael Moore just because... <laughs> just okay. Yeah. Um... Anyway, though, one of the big things with uh, this whole thing with Leo uh, passing, uh, and I, I kind of want to get your your take on things. There, there have been um, theories that he was possibly offed, and I'm not one to jump on the whole. Well, you know, Leo was assassinated. Leo was assassinated. I, I didn't want to jump to that conclusion automatically because, uh, you know, for, for views and whatnot, just because I think that's, uh, you know, just jumping to that without any forethought is pretty disrespectful, not only to him, but to Shelley and the people who are, who are grieving. Um, but with that being said, Victoria Taft did, uh, who, who, for those of you who don't know, is a citizen journalist, also from Oregon, she released an article about, you know, the possibilities. So, what's what's kind of? Uh, I don't even know how to ask this, but what's, but what, what did you? Okay, I hate to have to ask about this, but how did you first find out about Leo's passing? And um, and then you yeah, know, I got, what what I, what are your what are your thoughts um about all this? 
Okay, well, the way I found, the way I found out was, uh, and, you know, news travels so fast through social media, that's the problem, is that right. the typical channels for that, right, are, you know, close friends and family get a phone call. Uh, but I, uh, a mutual friend notified me over social media and said, uh, you know, have you heard about Leo? That was the message. I was like, yeah, same here. Oh, <laughs> what? And then the next thing that happened is the phone rang and, uh, and uh, Shelly called me, or a friend of Shelly's called me um, from her phone and, uh, and let me know. And to, to a large extent, I mean, I'm doing the show, and it's, it's, uh, it's probably kind of uh, soon to be doing that. But I have found myself, and Leo is my best friend. I didn't just tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off camera here for a second. I'm going to walk across my living room and just show you what, you know, he gave me last you know, last Christmas is this is just sort of ad prompt too, but you know, this I don't have. I have a picture of my mom, <laughs> I have a picture of Leo and me, um, but we're we're very close. So yeah. it was it was a shock, but I mean, I I handle death differently than different people, and one of the things I'm learning is that different people handle death and grieve differently and i guess i'm more of a you know i grew up a catholic and went to a ton of, i'm italian okay but i went to a ton of irish wakes in marlboro massachusetts where i grew up so um i'm used to sort of dealing it dealing with it on a and then irish people just deal with it as a you know it, as a um they deal with it in humor in a lot of ways and i just know leo and leo would want me to be sad, of course, that he's gone, but he wouldn't want me to be sad for too long. So, in, in any case, I, I found out from his family, and you know, you're going to ask me about um, about whether I believe Leo Strat was murdered or not. And I guess that's the, that's the question. That's the real reality of it. And as as a journalist, I have to look at it separately from being a friend. Okay, and if I really look at at, at the circumstances behind his death, okay. And I look at, at people like LaVoy, who was absolutely murdered by the, if you ask me, the circumstances were set up by, uh, uh, you know, LaVoy Tinnicum was, was murdered by the, by the Oregon State Police, the, 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 and the FBI, but the, but, uh, but Leo's death, if you have to look at it, just the, you know, you look at a few things, you look at motive and opportunity and, People were motivated to kill Leo Strath. I can tell you that right now. The, the Antifa, and I wasn't going to do anything. I was not going to call the Oregon State Police who were doing the investigation. I was not going to. But I did because a friend of mine, a mutual friend of mine said, you know, and he's ex-military and, you know, and then I begin to think, and I've had a lot of experience with, uh, CIA, not CIA agents, but CIA agents from different countries. I'll go as far as that. So they're CIA. I've, I've met them, I've talked to them, and, and these people have incredible capabilities when they're so motivated. And the Antifa just hated Leo Stratton. And I can give you a number of examples. They would have, you know, if they could have gotten away with it, they would have murdered him. Okay, I can tell, I can tell you that. It's that level of hate that goes on. And for anybody that wants to look at the vile memes and, you know, just and the things that were said about him on Twitter afterwards are just, 
it's just horrible. Victoria's done a great job. I love Victoria Tap, by the way. People should go to her website, victoriatap.com, and read that article. It'll tell them a lot more. But I can give you my take on the murder if you want. Yeah, real and real quick, uh, you know, you you can't see it because you're on Skype, but the the viewers, um, the viewers, I'm I'm screen I'm screencasting, and in addition to our Skype video, I'm I'm screencasting uh, the article from Victoria's. Uh, website or at least a headline so you know people people can see that and for those of us you listening in the uh, audio link you know I'll, I'll have the link to uh, Victoria's article as well to as Leo's channel and other things um, too but yeah what 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 is your take on the on the whole thing just because people okay. have, people that people have asked me because I knew Leo too and I'm like well I'm not really the person I mean let me put it this way I was friends with Leo, you know, I, I, I do consider him a friend, but I knew him on, you know, Facebook, and, I mean, you you two were close. You you actually knew him, so I, I defer, yeah. so, you know, so if anyone can speak to, you know, whether or not he was murdered, and, and I've, I've told people this, you know, I'm not the person to answer that question. I'm not even the person to, you know, speculate. Dan and... Dan and uh, Shelley at this point would have to be the ones, in my opinion, to. I, I you know, I haven't spoke, I haven't spoken to Shelley about it. I don't think she would be angry with me for talking about it or expressing my opinion on it. As a matter of fact, I think she would say Leo would want wanted you to talk about it the way he wanted to. And here's here's where I'm at is that I don't have the resources to do this investigation. Uh, I live in Florida. Right. Uh, Leo's Leo's in uh, in Oregon. There's only one organization that really has the opportunity to do that, and that's the lead investigators, it's the Oregon State Police. So, you know, the second thing I did, it was within two, three hours, is I called the Oregon State Police barracks up in Salem, Oregon, okay, and, and said, hey, I'm Neil Stratton's best friend, and whoever's in charge of the investigation for this thing should definitely be looking at the possibility that he was murdered. And I could tell the guy, I could tell the investigator why. He should call me. I watched but one of my one of my hobbies is forensic files, and and uh, that sort of thing. Um, so um, true crime novels, things like that. So in any case, you know, you look at Leo, he is the only person out of anybody who's been assaulted. Now, Sam, you think about this. Think about all the people that have been assaulted. There's Crowder, there's me, there's Daniel King, there's Daniel Breitbart. You know, we've all had, uh, uh, we've all been attacked by these people. Laura Loomer, we've all been attacked. Of all the circumstances that I can ever think of, there's only one person, Leo Stratton, that has ever not only gotten a person to be charged with a crime, okay, in terms of assaulting the right, okay, they, they turn around on us all the time, okay, but in terms of getting the left charged, charged and convicted, and it's for his biggest video, the people just, you know, Google Leo Stratton, you know, his, his, his YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash Leo Stratton, and his number one video, just click on the videos and sort them by views is Screamer, okay, who is the, yeah. uh, right, so so he got Screamer convicted, I don't know if you know that or not, but but Screamer is convicted of assault against Leo Stratton, and, and is out on parole, so that's my number one, there's my number one suspect, okay, right there, but, but there are others as well that he's been in court with, okay, that have attacked him, and just so people know, people aren't going to know who Leo Stratton is, okay, so... He's a family man. He drove that same route every week. He was extremely conscientious about his sleep schedule. 
the night the night before. I know he started out on Wednesday mornings, always in bed early on Tuesday nights, so you get enough sleep to go and do that that run down the gorge. So he's done it many, many times before. I can't imagine him falling asleep. Not possible. Okay, so what am I gonna do what am I what do I do with that? Okay, he had a heart attack? Okay. I suppose it's possible, okay, but the the only person that's gonna be able to look at that is a coroner. And it's very easy to make a heart attack or even falling asleep at the wheel look like an accident, okay? Right. You know, um, so I, I needed to pass on information about what he drank. I know the soft drink that he drank while he was there. I knew the, the cup that he drank out of while he, while he was in the truck. Okay, I, I, and I know to, to tell those cops to look for things like sexicoline because you can easily give somebody a shot and make it look like a heart attack very easily. And so I, I needed to put it on the state police radar for them to at least have been warned about this. And now if we get the files afterwards and this cop, and I'm not going to mention his name yet, Victoria left his name out of the, her article too. Uh, she's obviously been in touch with it. She can't mind me saying it because it's in her, her article, but she's talked to the state police as well. Okay. So, so, um, information has been given to them which would put that circumstantial evidence that could put people in inside of the state of Oregon at that time. We have their phone numbers, their cell phone numbers, so that they can easily be checked off towers to see if there's anybody anywhere near that thing, okay? And um, we do, and so it's easy for, this, for the police to check, okay? And if they don't check, we'll be it to them because then we won't be keeping anybody's name secret. And in case they're watching, okay, I can tell you, my target will be. I will come out of retirement for the Oregon State Police. Okay, if this investigation isn't done completely thoroughly, if they don't do a complete toxicology, if they don't check it out a hundred percent, soup to nuts. Okay, to make us sure. And you and I both know we talked about it earlier. They didn't do it for Breitbart. Okay, you know you got a half-ass autopsy, and then the guy who did it died. So there was no back. You know, no back of autopsy and. I know there's close friends of his, you know, Ben Shapiro and whoever else says that no way it could happen. But, you know, uh, I personally, uh, I, you know, if I had to look at Breitbart, who I also knew as a friend, not as close as Leo, okay, but, um, you know, I believe that, I believe, I don't know, I'm a quarter 50-50 on Breitbart, but definitely weighing to the other side on, on Leo Strat. I just, yeah, no way. there's no way. It's too much of a conscience. It couldn't be an accident. What are the possibilities? I mean, accident, okay? Okay, could we fall asleep at the wheel? But I've never known him to do that in his life, and he's always conscientious about it. Nothing would make me, you know. So what's the other? What are the other things? Okay, it could have been some sort of medical condition that should show up in the autopsy. But even medical conditions can be made to look like a murder, and then there's there's murder. You know, there's there's just out now get rid of the enemy. You know? And and uh, I, I don't know if you get involved in this, never underestimate. Never underestimate what the left is capable of. They are uh, they are capable. Of the end justifies the means, and they have no morals whatsoever. No. So if I can put it together, <laughs> I say they're it's possible. It's quite possible, Sam. That's what I will say. The no the the thing that really disturbs me is uh, I'm I'm reading through Victoria Tory's article, and this is. This is public, so I'm not disclosing anything, but it looks like one of those Antifa motherfuckers uh, made, a, made a hit list out of uh, the, um, out of the, uh, you know... Uh, the video and the uh, Proud Boys and the, the folks who were at these 
the people who they call white supremacists that yeah. they were mostly just Trump supporters. Any, anybody who wears a Trump sticker or ever wore a Trump, had a Trump sign in a lawn is a white supremacist. Yeah, they they made um they made a hit list based off of uh, oh the Southern Poverty Law Center. That's that's what I was. Uh, uh, and I, I'm, Leo made the list. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, Leo did make. According to this, Leo was on the uh, SPLC's web website. Um, Unbelievable. But then you know I'm not I'm not that's saying a of, yes, that's a bunch of bullshit. I can tell you that you just said you just said the F bomb. I can say bullshit. Yeah. That's a bunch of bullshit. This is, this is, yeah, um, you know, and just to clarify, you know, for for legal reasons, I'm not saying the Southern Poverty Law Center made the hit list. Okay, I'm saying the list for folks out there was based off of the SPLC, from what it's looking like according to to this article. Um, with that being said, I dislike the SPLC as well. They've Whatever good they started out to, I mean, they've become another political, uh, you know, they've just become another political hack machine for, for the left. Did they, go, did they go after the Antifa? No. And the Antifa has just been declared in the last week. I mean, there you go. Okay, you asked me, you know, could Leo have been murdered? His worst enemy was the Antifa. And I can name the name. People high in the Antifa, okay? And it, they just got declared a domestic terror organization. So, it's, you know, I mean, what are they capable of? They're it, funded. <laughs> they could, you know, if you have infinite money... And you have no scruples, you know, I mean, you hire somebody, you know, that's it. Okay, and you, you know, you've got a, uh, I'm trying to remember the, uh, gov- the guy who's running for governor, but you've got a possibility of getting a Republican governor in Oregon and Leo fighting for him. So, you know, that's a great way to, to take him out of the picture now before these last couple of months before the election, which are the most important ones for the videographers. These town halls and things that Leo would be covering, you know, are just going to go uncovered. Free reign for Kate Brown, who's the, the reigning, I'll call her the reigning governor, of, since it seems to be some sort of, uh, it, it's some sort of royalty thing in, in Oregon where you just get appointed to be, she, she did win an election, but she was, she was appointed to begin with. It, she it, did win an it's just like the, it's just like the Dale machine in Chicago, you know, the, the, yeah, that's yeah the, the Dale, the Dale machine has been running that town for what, 70 close, close to 80 years, you know, almost consecutively, so, um... The, ex, the ex-police chief just died down here on, uh, from that, from that, from that Daily Clan, died down here, uh, very close to me, uh, it, within the last few days here, he's across the, uh, across the bay, I can't remember the name of the city he lives in, but he's very, very close to where I, where I live down here, he retired down here, good time, 10 years for, uh, what, a conspiracy or something like that. Anyway, we 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 digress. But you know, with Leo Stratton, they definitely had motive, opportunity. Now the evidence you have to look at it, right? You know, if you get right. motive and opportunity, you know, you have to look at the you have to look at the evidence. You know, I mean, and, and you know what's what's going to be left? At what perfect crime, right? Torture trust. You know, <laughs> like, and you're done. Now you're done. You know, that's like how much we're gonna, what's going to survive that? And you know, it just makes everything that much more difficult. Um, it's indeed, it's a great way to commit the perfect crime. So, uh, uh, could it, could it be either way? It could be either way. If I lean towards ways, I just, maybe I watch too much forensic files, but I believe the worst of these people now. My naivete is starting to go away. I'm a, I'm a very naive person, was brought up a Catholic, and I like to believe in the best of man. But being exposed to the left will take that out of you. <laughs> Evil. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm generally an optimist, and I, I generally try and believe the best about people. And, um, but, you know, based on how supercharged the left has become, I mean, Nick DiPaolo, who, you know, who's a stand-up comedian, uh, got he got, he got punched in the face by one of these Antifa people at at a show, okay, just because he. You know, just because he says politically incorrect things, and uh, you know, he went on Crowder a few months ago and talked, and he's he's the one who I'm quoting who's saying that he thinks there's going to be another civil war here if, uh, if you know if Antifa is not careful. So, I think I think getting him on, a, I think that uh, he's not. Being outlandish because you know you look at what you look at what the FBI did. FBI doesn't put organizations on their domestic terror list, and now they are really on the domestic terror list. And you know, for all the liberals that are still inside the FBI, for them to have to take notice of that, uh, you know, it, it, it's um, you know, I, I guess it's like these people Earth First, Earth First. I think I, if I get the name of the organization right, one of these they, they were named a domestic terror organization. No, the Elf. The uh, Earth Liberation Front, yeah, Earth Liberation Front are the guys who who started torching buildings. I mean, ended up killing some people up in. And it took. It, it was ten years ago, I think, that they finally got one of them. Okay, it was two thousand and one when they when they declared them a domestic terror organization, but they finally convicted someone of the fire up in Seattle or Olympia. I'm trying to remember it in Washington, where they torched a building. They tried to torch. This place that was doing genetic engineering, okay, at the university, they ended up getting the library in the in the in the in the, uh, in, the in the event, which they didn't plan on, and people died in that in that, and they just convicted somebody. Well, ten years ago, and I think he got twenty five or something like that. And it was a federal crime, so you know, for your listeners who don't know, to be convicted of a federal crime, there is no parole in the federal system. You will do your whole time. <laughs> so, so twenty five years in the federal system is. You know, is um, at least I think that's my stance, my understanding of it. Yeah, you do the whole time. So I think it, I drift, but the Antifa definitely uh, a, a domestic terror organization, definitely capable of, of killing Leo Strack. They they had so desired, and I know they desired. Well, there you go. It, it seems to me too, and you're you're more of an expert with these freak shows than I am because you, <laughs> because you 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 stared them down. But I, you know, yeah. when, when I when I met you. Uh, it was Occupy Wall Street, and now Antifa has. So to me, and I, I've said this, and I, I, I think I've asked you this before, but maybe it was off air and private. But um, you know, to me, it seems like these, uh, you know, Antifa freaks are just Occupy, just with a different name. Uh, you know, or at least. Yeah. I'll give you my name. take on that, and, and uh, I think Victoria, if you read Victoria's article, she does a good job of tracing where the Antifa came from. But if you go if you go um, back to you know if you if you go back you know you get your uh, to Occupy one of the segments and Occupy was a very a big collection of a lot of people there many of them who were duped in by money and uh, propaganda and, and so forth but one of the groups that was that was in there were the Black Bloc uh, anarchists right okay? right yeah I was scared to death of those people in Portland and they're they are the same people. And the weird thing about it, Sam, is that, so you've got, you know, the two most intense groups in that Occupy movement, and that even still work together, were your international socialist organization, okay, so you get your socialists, which are your 
Trotsky socialists, which are way over on the left-hand side, and you've got your black bloc anarchists, okay, who are theoretically to the right of libertarians, okay, they're, they're, but, but believe in violence, okay, to, to get their way, okay, of taking police and political and, and politicians out of power. And it somehow meets together like a donut. I forget who showed me that one time, but it's great. You can't think about it like left and the right, but it sort of meets together back on that, that fringe edge. And so you get people, you know, on the far left who are, um, you know, who are a communist, you know, basically it's probably as, as far as you can get to the left of the communist. And then you've got a black bloc anarchist. And, you know, you put those two together and, and you got, you know, you got the two most extreme elements of Occupy. And this Antifa movement came out of these, uh, black bloc anarchists. And, you know, some of them are probably well motivated. Some of them probably believe they're in this fight against white supremacists, which, I think if you really looked at it in America, it's going to be a fraction as vile and as disgusting as those people are. As violent and as disgusting as the KKK is, as neo-Nazis are, they are such a small percentage of the population in the United States of America that compared to, compared to the ISO, a communist organization that believes in violence, Okay, is they have attacked David Horowitz. Okay, they are on every campus inside the United States of America. So where's the you know where's the balancing of these two things? So yeah, they, they, you know, to get back to your original question is the, these black rock anarchists uh, actually a, they a lot of them moved right over into the Antifa movement and are now part of mainstream anti-fascism inside the United States. I hate calling them that, but that's what their name is. Okay, but yeah. they're no more anti-fascist than they may believe they're anti-fascist. They're anti-America. Right, no, and they're the most, they're the most fascist. I, I, you know, that, that, that's, that's the other thing is, af, is after, after Charlottesville and the whole alt-right thing, I, I said, look, it doesn't matter that the anti, because the media was trying to frame it that, you know, there was Richard Spencer and, you know, the other guys that started the alt-right and they were there and then, Oh, thank God Antifa showed up to, uh, you know, stop them. Well, I've got news. Uh, you know, uh, Antifa and the alt-right are just a few degrees away from, you know, being one in the same group. You know, they'll, they'll deny it. They'll, they'll both deny it. And they'll, they'll probably, you know, both want to come after me for saying that. But, but they're two sides of the same, you know, coin of just, vile, disgusting human garbage. And, uh, you know, that's really what we have to stand up against now. Yep. I agree with you. And it's real important that in this election, and I mean, it's extremely important that we stand up against these people. You know, and you, Trump's actually calling out the Antifa. Now, I, I didn't see the speech, but I saw some quotes on, on Twitter. I haven't been paying too much attention to politics. To be honest with you, in the last last week or so here, it's just been sort of. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't blame you. And it's just been sort of grieving. And in any case, just trying to take my mind off of it. Okay, but these, um, but yeah, Trump's calling out the Antifa now, and I think that's extremely important. That's the danger in America right now. If those people taking over, you do not want those people running anything. <laughs> for being for being around them, you do not want the anti for you know running or choosing your politicians. In these local elections, you know here in Florida, we get the fight of our lives. You know, uh, you know, we don't get Ron DeSantis. And we get this other guy. I forget what his name is. The socialist is down here. You know, I mean, Florida's going to be in trouble. It's one of the last bastions of of um, conservatism in the United States. That's why they're attacking it. Well, Texas too. Yeah. You know, Ted Cruz 
Yeah, yeah, you, you, you. It's it's funny. I mean, I mean, Colorado, Colorado used to be the same, and then I mean, Colorado. I shouldn't say has gone fully to the left, but but they've started going. So I I moved to Florida to kind of, you know, join a conservative bastion, only to find to find out that I'm moving into another battle zone, and you know, same same with same with you. So, uh, you know. Yeah, that's right. You're in Florida. I keep forgetting. <laughs> we're not very far. Yeah, we're not very far from each other. Right. No, no, we're no, we're not. I, I'm, you know, and I mean, pe- people can find me. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make it easy for people to find to find where where I'm at either. So that's good. I think that's a reasonable precaution to take. It's a foolish. It's actually a foolish non-precaution for me to for me to not take it. But I'm very public about where I live, and. Uh, but it's a, you know, now I'm not so much of a target these days. Not since, uh, well, people can Google it themselves, but not since Bob Kramer am I, uh, you know, am I, am I a big target? But that was a, you know, that was a big thing in terms of getting Trump in office. I'm, exposed to these people on that. I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I'm not a target either. I, I, I will, I will say though, uh, you know, when I told my family about what happened with Leo, they were, you know, they were afraid that you and I could become targets, which is. We could. Which is which is a risk, and I've said this before. I will, I and I will say it again. Uh, I've been depressed before, but I've never been suicidal. So if I, so if, on the off chance, someone were to find me in a suicide situation, it wasn't suicide, and I've always said that. So guarantee it wouldn't be suicide for me. No. I have too much to live for. Smile every day. Smile. I smile a lot every day. I have a great time. And, that, and yeah, yeah, I show up dead. Somebody come looking for me. My family knows. <laughs> yeah. So, so come, somebody come look. There's somebody to come checking. You know? so, yeah. Accidents are one thing. They make it look like an accident or a medical condition. Uh, that's the, that's so, what you have to deal with. Is so, they'll so, make it look like an accident. So does my family, and I. I believe me. I've I've got. I've got contingency plans in in, pl- in place for 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 this show. Well, for this show, and you know, for for other for other other things too. But you know, so far I'm you know I'm pretty blessed to be safe, and uh, you know, but at the same time, I'm, I mean, if need be, I'm willing I'm willing to give it all for this country if need be. So. What's the, if you live, if you live and you live as someone who's not free, is it worth living? And yeah. I think the answer to that is no. You know, founding fathers knew that. They were willing to put their lives on the line to live for freedom. And you're not, because you're not, you cease being a human being, right? So, there you go. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, just Leo's d- death again, it's just chilling what, you know, could have happened. But at the at the same time, I'm not, I mean, I hope to God it was truly and genuinely genuinely an accident. And you know, the one thing I would take away is, uh, you know, and I'm sure you would agree is, you know, no matter what happened, we need we need to carry on Leo's work. And I would encourage others, uh, you know, to to you know, similarly to carrying on Breitbart's work, to carry on Leo's work. That's what he would want. I think absolutely, absolutely, and I could—I I don't think you would mind me mentioning this at, at all. But you know, I, um, 
we had a birthday party, his 50th birthday party in March, which I went out to Portland for, and I wanted a nice gift for him. And uh, I asked James O'Keefe, who is an acquaintance of mine, to autograph a book for him. And uh, not only did James autograph a book for him, he took it to him. So wow. you know, Leo had the chance. Leo had the chance to meet him, and and uh, you know, I just was trying to think of something that I could get him that he doesn't already have. Which Leo's the kind of guy who, you know, somebody gave him an AR. I think Shelly gave him an AR, which is great. You know, I mean, but uh, you know, I, I think uh, I hope I, she I think still that was a great gift. I'm sure she does. I'm sure she. I'm sure she still has. I'm sure, sure she still has the book. I mean, I think it's just a, a you know, it's just a great. I, I just think it was a great thing for James to do before Leo passed away. He's quite shocked that, you know, obviously he didn't know him very well, but knew his work and knew he was a great citizen journalist and, and, uh, and, and, uh, worthy of going out to even, you know, to, to going to his house and, and bringing him a book, you know, and meeting him and talking to him. That's the kind of guy James is, you know, which is just, uh, salt of the earth. But Leo was one of the best citizen journalists that were out there, if not the best. He blew, I'll say it again, he blew away me and uh, Rapping at Liberals at, uh, at an order of magnitude, I believe, in terms of subscribers and in terms of views. I think he's at least double what Mike is now. So, you know, it's just in terms of, you look for numbers when you want to measure success, I guess. And in terms of imprints, as we were talking about earlier, you know, I mean, Leo, uh, he, uh, Unsug, just one of these guys whose videos you watched without knowing you were watching Leo's video. That's the, that's the thing, you know, but uh, there you go. I mean, and just as a as a podcast guest, I mean, he was he was great about coming on here, whether it be with you or on on his own, or you know, our our mutual acquaintance uh, Jai Bravo was talking how she met you know Leon that one podcast that we did about Mike Strickland, oh, about you know a year and a half ago now, and um, you know he he would I I can't say uh, good enough things about him, and I I think you're right. I mean, I would certainly say that you're one of the you're one of the best, if not the best, citizen journal, journal well, I've met. I, I, I haven't done much working about it. At least a, uh, yeah, over a year now, so I really haven't done my very much. But uh, so, but yeah, I, I thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Um, I just did. I see the job, and I knew it had to be done. It's the same way Leo is. I think it's the same way. I don't have any training. I mean, Leo definitely. I guarantee you. We didn't have any training in journalism. I don't have any training in journalism. Uh, so we're just people that, you know, listen to Breitbart's message of, you know, pick up, pick up a camera and point it at the left. You are new media. I've always told, I've always told people, especially my fellow college, college students who are interested in this thing. The one thing, the one thing that you need to read is, uh, you know, Andrew Breitbart's book, Righteous Indignation, Excuse Me While I Save the World. Uh, which is a which is a hilarious title, and it's so Andrew um, as well. And uh, I guess uh, James came out with a book which I'm reading. Uh, I'm actually well, I'm I'm not reading. I'm listening to it on uh, Audible. But uh, yeah, this is for James for the three people that are watching your podcast. Read James's book, American Pravda, which I have a copy of. If uh, if. I have a, an autographed copy in front of me right now. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, but this is, this is a very good book also for citizen journalists that are coming up. James is, especially his new videos. Check out his new videos. They got written up, written up well in the Washington Post. I can't, I can't believe the Post gave them good coverage. But I know. They, they really did. I know, uh, yeah. Sort of, uh, 
But yeah, James is got you know he's got he's saved people on date now. <laughs> wow, that's a story. That was just uh, that was this week, right? That was this past week. So that story's still developing. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'd I'd love I'd love to have James on on the show, and I, I've tried I've tried to get him on you know before, but every time I'm about to contact him, he's also about ready to do a big thing. So you know, we always, we always have to you know. Contact me another time, or which you know, but but he yeah. also just lost his media guy, Sam. He just lost his media guy. Um, uh, not sure what the circumstances there are, but uh, Steve, I can't remember his last name right now. I I know from being around there a bit, and uh, he's just a great guy for media. So it, it's even going to be harder to get him now than it was before. But it's always extremely, uh, you know, we're friends, and I can't even get his attention. Just he's, right. You know, he's got a small business up there, you know, and he's, you know, he's trying to stay afloat and, and he's got, you know, I, what did they do hiring that last batch? They had 100, 100 agents, I mean, uh, 20 agents in the field. So it's just like, you know, it's crazy, you know, it's this crazy <laughs> constant, you know, and you're trying to do things like the CIA does without being able to do the things that the CIA does, you know, I mean, legally. So you have to be careful. It's just a, you know, it's a 24 by 7. James is the busiest person. He's probably right up there with Leo in terms of the busiest people that I know. Just very tireless, and so it's from, it's not from knowing your podcast or caring. It's just availability. I'm right, sure. right. No, yeah, and and I I I I full I full well know that I full well know that too. You know, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd I'd rather I'd rather have him out there being busy than uh, you know coming on my show and you know doing. Doing anything, I, I'd rather he'd be out there saving the world rather than just you know doing press. But uh, you know he's a he he's someone I've admired too for for a long time. So um, you want to admire that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, that's a guy who's not afraid of anything. I, I feel you know I'm kind of they know that too. The left knows that uh, you know if I I I shrink a little bit like a lily. I've never been in the military and. Uh, I just when they punched me in the face, uh, I got up and walked away. You know, I mean, that's it, not what a lot of people do. You know, so it's uh, yeah. James is a James is a um, he's a lion as well. He's a he's a lion. Yeah. So you know, and as I mentioned before, Laura Loomer, she's a you know she's a she's a beautiful woman woman with a brass set of balls. So correct. Come after. Come after any of those people, you're in trouble. Come after, you're in trouble. Do yeah. that. I would, I would recommend not crossing James O'Keefe because you've got to be looking over your shoulder and watching every conversation you have in a public place from now until the day you go to your grave. I guarantee you because, you know, these people, they don't get mad, they get even. <laughs> so they get more than even. So, you know, pick your targets, Nancy, pick your targets. Yeah. Um, um, what will be it to them if anything comes out of that investigation? Um, I'll be the first person to get the police reports when it's all done. Um, and who knows what might come out of that. It's an open investigation. As near as I know right now, it's Victoria's article. So it's still an open investigation. So um, they, don't, they don't know the cause. They don't know the causes. So. Well, Dan, you know, I, I, I understand that, you know, some of this stuff, uh, you know, maybe confidential, and I, I, re I respect that. But if anything, you know, comes out that's public, um, you know, that you can – that you can share with us. I mean, first of all, first of all, you and you and Leo both have a standing open in, invitation to come on this show 
basically anytime you want to. Um, you know, it's it's it, and it's weird talking about Leo like you know he's in the present. That, that's the other that's the other thing. Hey, if he comes on your show, that will be a well watched podcast. I guarantee you that because near as I know, there's no coming back from the other side. I I feel he's around us. Yeah, you know what you know what you know what I mean though. I mean it, it's hard it's hard to speak of, to speak. I'm in the past tense, so that was a little you know faux pas on my part. Not real. Um, Not real. Nope. So, but really, um, yeah. But we have to talk about it. I think you know part of my responsibility as a journalist is to come on here and talk about the realistic possibility that it was. That's what I. That's what I would have to feel about it. Yeah. Many people, many people who I respect, Victoria Taft is somebody who I respect as a journalist, trained journalist. She wouldn't say something that she couldn't have backup sources for. Right. If she's even going down that road, it's definitely a possibility. And that, you know, that was the first, it, once I, once someone put that idea, I'm very naive, once somebody put that in my head that, hey, could he have been murdered? Like, you know what? <laughs> it's possible. So, so, I call the police. You know, call well, police. Yeah, well, so well for me, uh, it wasn't so. Someone had mentioned that beforehand, and then uh, you know I was kind of like, no, I think that's kind of a conspiracy there. But one, but once I saw the uh, Victoria Taft article where she said there's a slight, you know, chance, I said, okay, Victoria's the real deal. She is a you know true bona fide journalist, so this might be worth looking into, you know, so. Let's after after listen to this. Do they know someone who you know that they would get so mad that they would go to your neighborhood and make a poster of you, a fake wanted poster of you, saying that you are racist, a fascist, a member of the KKK, a uh, neo-Nazi? Take those posters and put them up all over your neighborhood on the poles for your neighbors to read. Luis Martinez and a group for, a group of the Antifa people did that to Leo. And his wife comes out of his house and sees a wanted poster, you know, a target on his back, okay, that this is who this person is. They did that to him. So, you know, normal people don't do stuff like that, okay? Normal people don't, you know, get that angry about their politics and, and you know, when people expose them to go and do things like that. And so would they do that? I would have said no, they wouldn't do it before they did it. And they did it, you know. So they have gone to friends of Leo's houses and started fires in their driveway after vandalizing their Trump stickers in the back of their car vehicles. Okay, so these are the kinds of things that these people have done in Portland already, setting fires. Okay, so there you go. Um, would they kill somebody? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Oh Maybe. fuck yeah! These people are, uh, you know. These people, these people are scumbags. That that's all. That you know, and and I, mean, I, I was talking to to a friend on on the phone the other night, and he said it. He said it per perfectly. He he said, um, you know, he said if 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 your friend Leo was was killed, you know, we should we should pity the person that you know did it because to to kill someone merely for having a, a different you know, political views than you is insane, and it, and it's also pitiful. So, um, I, I think that the odds of them getting the, the full justice under the American justice system, if someone did have a hand in the death of Leo Stratton like that, um, 
uh, I think it's, is, is not good. <laughs> I mean, they may get vindicated of something, but, and they, but, but the liberal justice system will not, I mean, we'll talk it down that road, but I don't think you'll see justice there. But, you know, you have all kinds of people that, you know, there are ex-military people that will pay you a visit on the right, you know, <laughs> you will never know they came either. Okay. And they'll take, they'll take care of their, they'll take care of their business too. Uh, but yeah, we'll be it. We'll be it to the ante, but they, uh, Martinez, if I find out that you had something to do with this, I you're I won't rest until you pay, until you pay the price, man. And it's you know you're gonna I'll they don't have a death penalty in Oregon anymore, but you know it's still life it can still give you life in the Oregon State Penitentiary. So yeah, you know. all all I can say too, and I know I know we talked about this when we met in person, but thank God for President Donald Trump because uh, you know without him in office, America would be a whole lot. Crazier now, if uh, if the bitch, as I as I call her, were uh, president, I'm not even using the word I want to use to describe, uh, you know who, but yeah, she defines she she epitomizes uh, you know she was president and she epitomizes corruption. She set the bar. I was thinking about it last <laughs> weekend. Hillary Clinton had set the bar in terms of corruption that you know that's all, that you can get away with, right? Uh, pretty much. Well, yeah. Well, f- well. First of all, you you said her name, which was painful to hear. But also, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's sorry. it's 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 all right. But uh, you know, also, I mean, I, I've I've never been I've never been able to get over the fact once I learned that she that she uh, that she full well, you know, knowingly, and I I suppose this was her job as a lawyer. But you know, she she let a she let a convicted child molester. Uh, off, you know, when she when she was an attorney and bra- and bragged about it. If that's not evil, uh, you know, I don't I don't know what what is that 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 makes me want to go full Punisher. Um, yeah, she makes sometimes. excuses for her husband. What about the Me Too movement and all the women, you know, that that were raped by her? Fairly well documented that you know that were you know as as you define rape under the women's movement now, they were all definitely raped. Okay, this but. You know, these women have all come forward and they're all lambasted by the left. You know, there's no truth to it. Blah, blah, blah. He's, he's the worst offender of them all. He puts, he, he set the bar okay, for Harvey, for Harvey Weinstein. And, and, um, you know, and, uh, she covers for him constantly. So why does this woman continue to be, you know, lauded by all these, uh, women's groups? I, I, I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it. it I don't, I don't get it, but but then, but then I'm a, but then again, you and I are both white, uh, heterosexual, you know, Republican males living in, you know, backwards, South Hick, Florida, or you know, or or that, or that's what I'm, that's what I'm, uh, that's what I've been told at least, so by my uh, fans, quote unquote, so. But uh, I live in downtown cosmopolitan area, and I, I don't, you know, I, I don't see myself as being a, I'm not from the South and I'm from you know, small towns, but uh, yeah, definitely not a white supremacist, definitely not a racist, definitely uh, not, despite what they will tell you, despite what they will tell you, but you know what? All white people are racist. So I guess from the view of the left, <laughs> is we are racist, okay? So, you can't get away from it. It's a part of the culture. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even, even well, and keep in mind that blacks and Cubans are racist too. If they're if the, if they if they have an R next to their name, they're they're racist. So, 
No. <laughs> Not according to what they teach in the public curriculum in Portland. I hate to bear Let's see if I can. Re- let's see if I can remember. All white people are racist because it's part of the culture. Black people can can exhibit racial prejudice, but can never be racist because they are not a part of the predominant culture in America. If they were the predominant culture in America, then they would be able to be racist, but they can't be racist. They can only exhibit racial prejudice. There you go. Yeah. You have to think like that. You have to learn to think like they do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, I, I have for, you know, some... And it it gives it gives me it gives me a my it gives me a migraine. So to to try <laughs> to try to try and to try and be to try and be in their their head. So um, yeah, try but, watching Rachel Maddow. See if you can get through a whole episode. Yeah, not just the clips, but try watch the whole thing sometimes. Oh try, my god! Try 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 watching Bill. Try watching one of Bill Maher's uh, shows sober. Oh my god. I, I, I have, I have, I have not been able to do it sober, so, uh. I hate that guy, but honestly, we were getting a little bit off topic, but he has called people like, not, he has called out Rachel Maddow before, okay, yeah. and other people too, for, so, you know, sometimes, he's kind of this wild card that every once in a while, it's like a broken clock, I guess, it's right twice a day, right? Yeah. Or, no. One squirrel. No, no, I, yeah. Days. No, I mean I've I've get, I've I've given him credit where credit where credit is due. I, I will I will say that when he uh, he had Ben Shapiro uh, on a few weeks ago, and they actually had a pretty uh, respectful conversation. And of course, Ben made Bill look like an idiot on his on his own show. Um, We'll be it to you if you go against. There's a few people in our business that I would never debate any topic with, no matter how strongly or well educated on it I was. And that the Shapiro will always win if you're on the other side, and a large election will always win. They're, they just study debaters. That's all. Yeah. I mean, they, they're extremely intellectually talented, but they know the art of the argument, that's, and they're they're just you know encyclopedia of facts. So you're going to lose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. against is going to he's going to lose to nobody. Yeah, I would also say the same of Mark Dice, but uh, you know, I guess to kind of wrap up, you know, bringing bringing it back to to Leo, is there is there, um, oh, th- this is important, uh, actually, I uh, I heard that there was a like a GoFundMe for Leo's memorial, and then I saw that you you said that it might have been fake, but then I, mean, I think I, it's fine. Yeah, I've I've I think heard. It's fine. Yeah, I've I've heard different things about the Proud Boys doing memorials for for him. Yep. So. Yep, I have heard. I've had and I've had people speak up for it that I know they're very close. So, and I did put that on my Facebook wall afterwards. I, I put out a word of caution to begin with, but I I did clear that up. And uh, if if folks want to search on that and help Leo's family and and to uh, uh, you know that's fine. I, you know I'm not behind it, and I don't guarantee its validity or anything like that. But there are a lot of people who are helping out Leo's family through his through that GoFundMe, I think. Um, they, ra- they had raised, you know, quite a bit of money for Leo, and I think that that would be helpful in terms of the, you know, the memorial and that sort of thing. But, I, um, yeah, so, I think it's turned out to be okay. So, yeah, so it, is, so, it is, so it is legit then? I think it is legit, yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, link, I'll link that in the show notes as well. And, uh, you know, uh, Dan, thanks for coming on. And once again, I'm, you know... 
I'm sorry for your loss. You know, I know Leo was, you know, pretty much like your your brother. And, uh, you know, Leo and I used to used to talk after you moved down here about how the three of us would, you know, have to get to, would have to get together sometime. And, uh, you know. Well, that's it. That's, you, you and I need to get together again soon. I think I've canceled on you a couple of times just because we've got a bunch of family stuff going on down here. We've got a couple of illnesses in the family and that kind of thing. But make a time to come back down your direction again and, uh, well, and uh, get a brewski. Well, maybe I'll maybe 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 we'll come to you. We've we've talked about going down to St. Pete, so it's it's been a while since I've been in that neck of the woods too. So, but we'll we'll we can discuss that at a later time. Um, I got free parking. Yep, come on down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, though, uh, you know, like I said, thanks for coming on, and you know, I just want to say that this show was dedicated to Leo. We uh we miss you, buddy. So. God bless you, Leo. We miss you, and uh, you know. Uh, uh, we'll see you in the afterlife, and we're going to try and uh, honor you in the best ways we know how. And that was coming on your show, Sam. That was that was that was one way I thought that I could honor his memory. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I I and I dedicated an entire show. I, I was I was going to talk about the Brett Kavanaugh thing, uh, you know, on on the show tonight. And then once I once I found out when I found out about Leo last week, I found out about Leo's show. Uh, from Scott Osborne, who is a, you know, who is a good Facebook friend of mine. And, uh, you know, after that, I was like, well, that's, that's it. I need to dedicate a full show to, uh, to Leo just because, you know, as a repeat guest, he was on here six times and he officially, and he, you know, he certainly deserved it, you know. So. so on Kavanaugh, we can sum it up real quick. Ford doesn't show, and he gets confirmed by Friday. Pre- yeah, pretty much. That, that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I guess I guess Gra- I guess Grousley is willing to give her an extension again because they have to to look good. But you know, she she might not show. She might. I I keep hearing conflicting media reports. So actually, I'm I'm about to do a podcast about that after I wrap up with you. So. All right. Well, she's afraid to fly, so so that's a good excuse. Yeah. So. I thought I had heard it all. I thought I had heard it all, but there you go. Yeah. Anyway, Dan, thanks. All right, Sam. Thanks for coming. Thanks on. so much. And uh, folks, thanks for uh, tuning in. And you know, if you're if you're listening to this on the other podcast, thanks for listening. If you're watching, thanks for watching. And we'll have the uh, show notes uh, and the links to all of Leo. Uh, to Leo's website and to his YouTube channel and, um, you know, I suppose linking to his Twitter now is kind of pointless, but, I mean, I think, I think it would still be worth it, maybe for some, maybe for some links, so, but, uh, anyway, folks, thank you for, uh, tuning in and I'll see you next week on this podcast from all of us here at NGC Studios. Good night, God bless, and God save this great nation. Alrighty, folks, and that will do it for uh, this week's main episode of the Whitfield Report. I want to thank you all for listening. And once again, I want to thank Dan Sandini, uh, friend 
and a close friend of mine and my mentor uh, for coming on the show once again during this uh, very difficult time in his life and uh, in the lives of everyone who knew Leo. We really do miss you, friend. And uh, once again, the links to uh, the GoFundMe for Leo's family is going to be in the show notes along with uh, Victoria Taft's article. So those are in the description. In addition, if you would like to support this podcast, the link to do that is in the show notes as well. But again, I really urge people to please go and donate whatever you can to Leo's uh, GoFundMe. His family needs it right more than uh, right now more than I need uh, support. Anyway, folks, I want to thank you for uh, listening. And folks, I, I want to let you know too, I'll be having uh, more episodes this week. Some great guests coming up. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, from all of us here at NGC Studios, have a great week, and I'll see you in future episodes of the podcast. Thank you for listening, and God bless.